The Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, episode number 32. Today's episode is brought to you by my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. When you use the Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre-, during-, and post-workout supplements. You can save time, money, and energy, and get all the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. Make sure you guys stay tuned after the show where I'll share a nice little discount for all of our listeners on your first product purchase. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 32 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. I am your host, Ben Brown, co-founder and CEO of BSLNutrition.com. Today, we jump on the line with Vince Del Monte. Vince is the first and only fitness authority who has been coined the skinny guy savior. He earned his name by dedicating his life to transforming the lives of skinny, scrawny, and wimpy men with the most direct and efficient ways to build life-changing muscle without any of the nonsense or complicated methods you find floating around in cyberspace. Not only has Vince helped educate and empower tens of thousands of men to advance their results through his muscle fiber type training workouts, but he's used his own strategies to become a WBFF pro fitness model and compete against many of the most ripped physiques in the business. Vince is also the author of the best-selling muscle building book, No Nonsense Muscle Building, and he's been running a seven-figure online fitness business in a competitive space for the past seven years. Now an online business coach, he has helped uh, he helps new business owners scale to six and seven figures a year. This was a really fun conversation I had with Vince. You know, bringing someone on that's been in the industry for as long as he has, I didn't want to waste any of your guys' time talking about nutrition and macros and and muscle building techniques. Um, not that they're not valuable, but really that Vince has uh, a lot more wisdom to offer specifically with the new program that he's created uh, with his five M's of manhood revolving around muscle, mindset, money mission and marriage and so we really dissect each one of those relate it back to weight loss relate it back to health and fitness and certainly to business and so if you feel like you have questions in those areas then I assure you throughout this conversation those questions will be answered I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and do us a favor if you're loving the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show, then leave us a positive review on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. With that said, I'll turn it over to Vince. You guys enjoy. Vince Del Monte, what's going on, brother? Thanks for having me here, man. It's great to have you. I've been following you for quite some time, and uh, so I'm super excited to have you on the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. What's been going on in your world? I was just telling you before the uh, before we start recording there, Ben, that we've got a new supplement, our first supplement coming out, and it's going to be a pre-workout. I was going to come out with three different products, but I realized I was spreading myself thin, and uh, I just really want to bring something to the marketplace that it's never seen before. So this is going to be a fully loaded all-in-one uh, pre-workout to serve the guys in my space who want to maximize the workout. So that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Uh, my own podcast that's new and exciting mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, launched my business coaching program this past summer. So I'm working with over 30 guys who are focused on building their online businesses. So, uh, that's probably the most important thing right now, just to ensure these guys are getting great results and, uh, excited for the new year. Yeah, it's beautiful. And 
And, um, you know, I got to say your podcast, I just started listening to it recently and I'm really enjoying it. You got a, a lot of wisdom to offer. And that's why I'm excited to have you on the show is, you know, you've been known for your career as kind of the skinny guy savior, right? And you kind of help skinny guys put on put on muscle mass. But, you know, I don't really want to use this, this opportunity with you to talk about muscle and talk about macros and talk about some of the seemingly trivial nutrition and lifestyle things that people need to do to transform their physique. What I really want to do is take advantage of that, you know, wisdom that you have and talk about kind of how your journey has progressed from, you know, being the dude that is, helping guys put on muscle to now being a guy that is, is really talking about all of the facets of um, business, of mindset, of muscle, right. Of money and uh, you know, and manhood and, and kind of talk about your new 5M program and, and what does that sure. entail? Well, you know, to kind of answer the first part, it all starts with having a vision. And I always knew in my mid twenties, that I didn't want to be doing fitness and muscle the rest of my life. And I didn't, I didn't like consciously know uh, that this was the path I was on, but I definitely knew I wanted to impact men's life more than what I could offer them inside the gym. And I realized that what I ultimately wanted to do was help men in multiple areas of life, but there was a constraint. I wasn't living as a walking billboard or I was an example of these other areas of life that I wanted to speak on. I, I couldn't really speak on, you know, money because I wasn't making that much money. I couldn't speak on like mission because I wasn't really clear on my own mission. I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't really sure, you know, if I was fulfilling my calling or if I was just in a career. And I also knew that I eventually wanted to have a marriage like my mom and dad's. You know, my parents have been married for over 40 years. And uh, I grew up in a Christian home where my father was a pastor for over 30 of those years. So I watched him impact men's life on a much deeper level than just the physical. And while my dad's in great shape and as he's the guy that got me and my brothers into endurance training and, and we're the guy, he's the guy that we saw what fitness looked like ever, from a, ever since a young age, mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw how much more impact he was having on men's life when he was talking about you know, what was going on under the hood, if you will. You know, what was going on in their private life, you know, not their reputation, but their character. And I define character by who you are when no one's looking. And and this is what I ultimately wanted to talk about. But, you know, how do you come out there and start talking about these things if you have no credibility in them? So in my early 20s, I saw an opportunity to help people with an area of their life that I did have credibility in, and that was transforming their body. And I started helping specifically skinny men build muscle. I didn't talk about fat loss or anything else. I had that singularity of focus on just helping men with this one particular area of their life. And I think that's the first lesson for all of us men is to identify what our gifts are right now, what our skills are, and where we can service people. So what happened naturally is as I started to help men with this one area of their life, then people started to give me permission to want to know what was going on in some other areas of my life as opposed Mm -hmm. to me kind of like throwing it down their throat. And that started to 
expand my conversation beyond, you know, like, as you said, you know, macros and, you know, metabolism and mechanics and all good stuff. And it's definitely a season of your life. There was a season of my life that that's all I focused on because I needed to, you know, get my body where it needed to be for people to want to listen to me. But then eventually I got it to a point where, you know, I competed 12 times. Like, do I need to compete 12 more times to be like actually credible? Like, you know, is that the constraint in my life? No. So, so I really, um, I feel a product of uh, using fitness as a stepping stone to get me to where I actually want to go. And that all came from a vision of seeing my father impact men on a deeper level than just the physical and then trying to figure out like, how do I get there and realizing one of the things he taught me when I was younger was that people are looking for other men in their life who represent a trade up. And most of us are looking for a trade up in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. So while don't get me wrong, you know, there's certain businessmen out there in the media that I look up to and that are ultra successful. And I learn a lot from, and I listen to their podcasts from what I've heard or what I suspect, I wouldn't want their personal life. Does that make sense? Yeah, and then sure. you can kind of flip that a couple of different ways. You know, I, I've even seen like on the flip side, there's pastors out there who are ultra holy, um, leading major churches, but they're overweight. Sure. And like, to me, that's like, okay, don't get me wrong. I can learn from him. He can preach a good word, but I'm like, dude, you're still struggling to lose 10 pounds like that last, you know, you've been struggling to lose 40 pounds your entire life. Like what, what, so I've always seen an opportunity for men to represent a trade up in all areas of life. And what I've discovered is there's five M's that we're all on a journey on in pursuing and they're all happening at different seasons and for different periods of time. And they don't happen in this exact order, but I've kind of, if I had to put them in an order, this would be the order. And the first one is muscle. So it's getting your physical life in order and ensuring that you've got those daily disciplines where you know what to eat and what not to eat and exercises. It's a rain or shine thing. And uh, it's just a part of your life. And just, it comes not, it didn't always come effortlessly, but it came from daily disciplines and mm-hmm. sacrifices. And now it's just, it's like, you see it when I see you, I'm like, this, I, this guy eat, must eat well. This guy must wake up early because he's always in shape. I don't need to say anything. They see it. And building the muscle is the easy part because um, what we need to achieve the other M's are, is a, a specific kind of mindset. So after we build the muscle, we build up a, a new degree of confidence in ourselves, and we start looking at the world in terms of possibilities and what else is possible. If I can build my body, what else is possible? And that starts expanding our mind. It's way harder to expand your mind than it is your muscles. And when your muscles expand, you're like, huh. And then you start to use that new mindset to maybe look at other areas of your life that you want to achieve some security and some freedom in, and maybe that's your finances. Maybe it's your, for us men, we're very wired to find our identity in what we do. And while there's, and there's something noble about that and doing a job, doing, doing a job really well, but we don't want to just stay there, right? We don't want to find our identity just in who we are, but in, <clears throat> sorry, what we do, sorry, we don't want to find our identity in just what we do and how we do it, but we want to find our identity in who we are. And that's kind of the conversation most men don't have. Like, you know, when was the last time you you hung out with your buddy and you you asked him, so who are you becoming, Ben? Yeah, sure. Are you happy with who you're becoming these days? No, we talk about like, 
So what's going on, man? Yo, how's that going for you? You know, we talk about the what and how, but we always avoid the who. And, and the who also is very tied into your calling on why you're here on earth and figuring, understanding, like if, if you do believe that you were put here on earth for a purpose, it's like, so um, what is that purpose? And, and that now ties into the fourth M, the mission. So what is my mission here on life? Uh, in, in life, in the short period of time I've been gifted, what have, why have I been put here? And to start gaining clarity on how you can contribute to the world, offer value to the world. And, uh, and then that's that piece there. And then we move on to the final M, which is marriage. Uh, most men, again, it's not, you know, marriage isn't for, for everyone, but uh, for those that feel like they want to have a life with a partner, they're like, okay, marriage is the hardest of all of them because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a full frontal mirror. All of your weak links get exposed. And if you're not working on your marriage, then everything else falls apart. And if you don't have a good marriage, then man, it's just a matter of time before everything else just, you know, gets pulled out from underneath you. So we need to be a certain person uh, or we have to have a lot of this stuff developed before we get in marriage or else all of a sudden it's like too much to fix or improve all at once. And that's where the marriage piece comes last because you need, you need like a whole lifetime uh, to, to, to continue to evolve in that area. So uh, we have to bring a lot to that piece uh, before we can, again, you're always working on it, but so that it doesn't blow up in the first sure. year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those are all really powerful areas of someone's life. And so what I've experienced personally and what I see most people experience is it's tough to find the balance between each of these. And, you know, you alluded to there's different times of your life when some are easier to attain than others muscle potentially being one of them, or some people may have a very clear vision of what their mission is, but Mm -hmm. maybe not feel like they have the resources or maybe not be terribly comfortable with their, Mm -hmm. their body. How do you help people work through, uh, the balance? Um, Mm -hmm. right. Because it's something that we all struggle with to some degree. Right. So I think, uh, we want to really acknowledge the vision and when we get clarity on the vision then we want to get clarity on the path. So what's, what's the path forward? And to understand that each of these are significant areas, once we acknowledge them, we really, we really just want to kind of embrace the season that we're in. You know, what season of life am I in right now? And, you know, what area needs the most attention? You know, so if your business is thriving um, and, you know, you're married, but, you know, your health is suffering, and, you know, you've got like sleep issues and maybe you've got erectile dysfunction and you're constantly struggling with like bad updates from the doctor or who mm-hmm. knows what's going on. You need to shift priorities and make this season of life dedicated to this one particular thing. Because, you know, I like what Oprah says, you can have everything in life, but just not all at once. So we have yeah. to acknowledge that we have what's called capacity and we can only do so much at one time. And we also have to understand that the goal isn't just to do everything, but to do it well. And we've kind of lost sight of the whole conversation around performance and getting the job done right. And not just like having an intent or to, we actually have to measure the performance. How are we doing in this area? Right. So with our bodies, we have to look in the mirror and see if our body's actually changing. We have to ensure we're getting results in business. uh, We have to ensure we're 
increasing revenue. Uh, it, you know, we got these tangibles in marriage, you know, we can use our wives as kind of the reference point in terms of like, if she's not talking to you, well, hmm. there's something wrong. Like we have to kind of look at these different metrics in these different areas and see which one is, which one needs the most attention, right? So maybe you're trying to start an online business. I'll give you a specific example and you want to start an online fitness business, but you're not in shape. Well, we don't need to start talking about funnels and upsells and sales copy and what channels the best to get traffic on until we get you in shape. <laughs> you need a good set of before and after photos. So your job the next 16 weeks is to get shredded. So we're going to put, we're not going to go look for a girlfriend right now. We're not going to start a good, a, a, a new degree right now. We're not going to go get a second job right now. We are going to revolve our day around our meals, around our workouts, and we're just going to dedicate this next 16-week season to getting our body to where it needs to be. And then once we get that to where it needs to be, then we can kind of put that in maintenance mode, and then we can look at another area. So really everything has to happen in sequence, and we really have to embrace this idea of steps. And, you know, if people are having trouble with, you know, this, this is why people hire coaches, because what yes. is a good – a coach does one thing. A coach is one thing and one, one thing only, and that is to help you focus on your next step. Not three steps from now, 10 right. steps from now. It's like, what do we need to do before we talk next week again? Yeah. Okay. Clear? Awesome. So, so what we need to do is we need to get a plan in motion that's based on the next step that's going to move our life forward. And, and then we don't really worry about balance because, you know, there's not really – you know, Craig talks about this. There's no really such thing as work-life balance, but what we have is work-life mix. Mm -hmm. So we have a mixture of things going on, but there always needs to be something that's getting the priority. And people have lost sense of the definition of this word. People use, uh, I've got so many priorities this day, well, these days. Well, <laughs> priority comes from the root word prior, which is a singular word prior to everything else. And, and if you just ask somebody, what's your priority or what's your goal? You'll, you'll stump them. Most people will not just, and even me sometimes, you'll say, what's your goal? And um, I, I, I say three, four things. I say, I didn't want to ask you what your goals are. I asked you, what's your goal? Yeah. Oh, ah, that's a good question. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I just have got a couple, quite a few things going on at once. So I think we have to, like, just to kind of bring one more idea into this conversation about balance, I think one of the most important things is we have to recognize um, the things in our life. If you look at different things in our life that we're balancing, if we look at them as balls, uh, some of these balls, you can bounce on the ground a couple times and they don't break. But there's some things in our life that if you try and juggle, if you will, if they fall, they'll shatter into a million pieces and you can't put them back together again. So this brings in the whole conversation of, you know, if you're trying to build your body, but your marriage is going down the drain, well, that's not something you can, you know, kind of juggle anymore. Something's got to, you know, your, fit, your, your fitness goal, that show you want to do. No, you don't need to do another show, right? You mm -hmm. can cancel the show mm -hmm. and you got to spend the next 16 weeks getting your marriage and that relationship back in order. All right. It's called sacrifice. And, and, and because if you try and juggle that ball or you try and juggle, the, the kid, you know, raising your kids with like being unpresent and unengaged, like that ball, while any, I believe any ball can be put back together. That's one that you don't want to try. And, you know, if you can avoid having to piece that one back together, I mean, 
you know, it, it's, 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 it's definitely not something you want to try and, you know, say, ah, I'll just deal with it when it happens. Cause, uh, it's got consequences that are sometimes tough to put back together. Yeah, man. And you know, that's, that's really powerful, you know, statement because I think that we just try and do too much at once. And we say, you know, 2018, that's going to be the year that I get in shape, that I hit a million dollars in my business, that I find a wife or whatever, like, um, and, you know, potentially we're all thinking about it the wrong way as far as saying, okay, let's, let's get a little more focused. And something that I appreciate about, you know, listening to you is the clarity and, and turning things into priority and then, you know, working backwards from there. So for people that are listening, you know, what do you have to say about kind of what are some tools that you use to help like your clients prioritize what it is that they're actually, you know, really need to be focusing on at that given time? Yeah. So really we just want to, do a little, you know, intake on where we're at and we need to get honest with where we're at and where we are today. And then we want to get clarity on where we want to go. Uh, Let's use business as an example because, you know, using numbers always helps define or helps with these conversations. So, you know, if if we want to make a hundred grand per year and we're currently uh, making uh, 10 grand a year, well, we have a 90 grand gap. So the next question becomes is how do we close this 90 grand, 90 grand gap? And, you know, in the fitness world or in the business world, we use, a, we use this cool thing called a calculator and we become a mathematician and we take that number, you know, divide it by 12 and that's $7,500 a month. And if we divide that again by 30 days, that's $250 a day. So now the question becomes, how do I make an extra $250 a day? So now we know we have to create $250 a day. We can start looking at our options. Um, I could sell a $47 ebook. Okay, so I have to sell five copies a day. Okay, interesting. So how do I sell five copies a day? Um, do I want to do Instagram? Do I want to do YouTube videos? Do I want to do Facebook ads? Uh, do I want to do affiliate marketing? So now we've taken this daunting goal of going from 10K to 100K and we've narrowed it down to five forty-seven dollars sales a day. And now that allows us to start asking, all right, what tasks do I need to say no to today? And what tasks can I say yes to today? What are the initiatives that will move me towards this goal? And then from there, we put the blinders on and we just execute mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow. And, and again, it comes from those two first pieces, having clarity of vision and then having clarity of path. And then, you know, that's, that's a very uh, tangible example in business, but we can use that same example in other areas of our life, specifically with our fitness goals, with even re- our relationship. You know, my, right now uh, we're having, you know, <laughs> if you don't mind me going here, but uh, you know, right now um, my wife and I, we have sex once every 30 days. We're, we're uh, one every 30 days. And it's like, okay, um, that's not really the kind of intimacy that's going to help a marriage thrive. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so over the next, let's say, um, over the next year, we're going to focus on, we're going to start scheduling it and we're going to start scheduling it Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. And we are going to concentrate on making this a priority and we're going to put this 
into our schedules like anything else so that throughout the week, we can ensure that this doesn't take a back burner because what's really taking a back burner is your relationship and it's creating repercussions. So really, it's just kind of working backwards from where you are to where you want to go and then coming up with a plan. And if there's multiple parties involved, getting those parties clear on where we're going so we can start now driving in that direction. You know, one of our mentors, Craig Ballantyne, talks a lot about the value of the GPS system. You never drive, you never get in a car and not plug in a destination. You know, like we use the Walt Disney uh, example. And if you know you're going to go to Walt Disney, well, first, you know, you've got to, you know, got to book the flight and then you got to find a hotel nearby and then you got to get the car. Then you got to figure out which shows you're going to. You've got to plan the whole thing out. So that once we get the vision, we figure out the path and then we figure out what the steps are and then we sequence those steps in the proper order. And then from there, we got to keep the blinders on and then we execute and we just continue to execute. And for many people, they'll benefit from some accountability, um, if not a lot of accountability uh, through that process to overcome the friction and resistance in moving from the state they're in to the new place they want to be. And, and again, if we try and do too much all at once, again, we have capacity. You're just, you know, trying to, you know, chase two rabbits at once, which yeah. results in catching neither. Yeah. And, and so that just, I, I see the direct correlation between your business analogy and people shooting for weight loss as an example and saying, you know, if I want to lose 50 pounds this year, well, let's start working backwards instead of yeah. just arbitrarily saying, I'm just going to start doing a ketogenic diet or paleo or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, I mean, maybe that's okay, but, but maybe not the first step and saying, let's, well, let's work our way back and say, okay, well, we need to average, you know, a pound or a pound weight loss a week. And, and then moving, need to, yeah, and moving towards those um, habit goals versus performance goals. So yeah, while we do have performance as our, as what we're shooting for, what we bring it back to is the daily disciplines. Totally. And what's happening behind closed doors. You know, what's happening uh, when nobody's looking, right? We can yeah. become so good with image management these days that uh, we fail to recognize that we're really a product of our character, right? What you reap is what you sow. And it all starts with your thoughts, then it leads to your actions and, you know, to your words, then your actions and to your eventually your character, your destiny. So it all starts in your private life. So get ensuring that the habits that you're initiating are sustainable. And, you know, if it's somebody who does want to use the ketogenic diet, uh, that's a great diet. It's going to work. There's a lot of diets that will work. Exactly. But now understanding that if they want to use, you know, you know, they want to start moving towards that 50 pound of weight loss goal, it's like, okay, so what do I need? I just went through the keto diet myself. And the first thing I realized is that I needed to learn new recipes. Mm-hmm. So I was on Google and I found this amazing, uh, chicken wing recipe with blue cheese and it uses Frank's hot sauce. And, uh, it was, um, it was amazing. It uses a lot of butter and it was like, now I'm into like shopping for organic chicken wings and I'm really into it because I feel like I've got some control. I'm seeing results from it, but it all started with ensuring that I've always got my chicken wings in the fridge, ensuring that I don't run out of Frank's hot sauce, ensuring that I've got, you know, butter on my shopping list and ensuring to have those foods in my fridge. So it really comes down to, oh shoot, I'm getting low. Um, it's Wednesday night. I'm tired, but I'm going to be all out. So I'm going to have to go to the grocery store right now. Hey, honey, is it okay if you put the kids to bed right now so that I can go get? So it really just comes down to the daily execution mm-hmm. of having that clarity of vision and knowing the habits we need to 
the habits that will contribute to that weight loss. And, um, and then just really restructuring our day and our schedules around those, those decisions that are going to ultimately make you. So I always like this saying, first you make your decisions and then your decisions make you. So uh, getting clarity, clarity on those decisions that have to be made today, the really practical, specific things that will put this goal in motion. And it's always that non-sexy stuff. Crap, going to the grocery store, that's not exciting. Well, to, to, to have your bacon and eggs tomorrow morning, that's all you need to worry about. And, and then, then we're like, ah, now I'm doing it. And now you start seeing the results and then you start seeing like, wow, I just knocked off 10 pounds and, and now you're, now you're bought in, now you're sold, now your confidence is high and now you stick at it and you're becoming a new person, not from, you know, just talking about it, but from these habits that are actually leading to you becoming a new person. Yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, seeing ahead in time and looking at those steps ahead of time saying, you know, am I prepped and ready to go for the next day? What steps do I need to, you know, have done so that I can be successful? And a lot of that has to do with the planning. Now for those people that maybe not don't have very uh, good nutrition knowledge, maybe don't really know what they're supposed to be doing in the gym, maybe don't know what they're supposed to be doing in their business. Um, you, what would you say about the value of hiring a coach? I'm a product of coaches. So everything I'm going to tell you is going to be biased, uh, right from high school. You know, I had a cross country coach when I went to university, you know, we had coaches. Uh, I've, I've always been somebody who who's thrived under instruction. Um, I've considered, I consider myself teachable. And for me, I just feel like why why would I even bother trying to coach myself? I don't see any uh, value in that when I can just simply go to somebody else who's already done it and they can give me my marching orders and they can help me stay aligned to my next step. And that way I don't have to put effort into the learning process and the sorting through all the contradicting information. I can just focus on the execution so I'm the kind of guy that um, I'll just give you money for you to tell me what to do, even though I could probably go research it myself. And I don't have time to organize a plan myself. I want to be told uh, this is what you need to do. And even I'll give you guys some examples. You know, uh, <clears throat> I've always had somebody write my workout programs. I don't think I've written a single workout program in my life. Yeah. I, I always outsource that. I have a coach right now, Coach Ryan Fanley. He writes my programs for me. And I just look forward to the first of the month when he sends me a new workout program that's written to me. Yeah. And even in business, I hired a coach in my mid, uh, mid twenties. It cost me $7,500. I spread it out on two credit cards. I didn't have at the time just because I saw it as an opportunity to figure out if I was going to be a poser or a performer. <laughs> it yeah. was like a test. I'm like, okay, if I give this guy, I'm going to give this guy money. That's going to put me further in debt. And to me, I looked at that as a positive because I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I find out I'm not meant to be an online business owner and maybe just entrepreneurism isn't, maybe I'm not cut out for it. And I would rather pay that money to find out this is not for me than to try and figure it out on my own and spend all this time. And then, and all of a sudden I'm a year, two years down the road and I'm like, ah, this doesn't work. Well, yeah, because you had no one telling you what to do. There was no accountability. You weren't getting the right information. 
And now you wasted your time and your time is worth more than any dollar bill because you can't get it back. And you probably are working for your, for your, um, you're, you're trading time for money right now. So now not only did you just waste your time, but you did waste your money. You could have put, if you were working, let's even use a really specific example on somebody who's ignorant about not hiring, let's say a big business coach. Uh, let's say you said, I'm going to do this myself. And you spent four hours a day researching and you did that five days a week that's 20 hours a week and if you did that for uh, let's say you did that for half a year so 24 weeks 20 times 24 uh, hang on that's 480 weeks um, how much money do you typically make in a week how much money does most people make in a week I'm, yeah, <laughs> I should say like fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars. Yeah, so times two thousand um, dollars. I did my math wrong, but this that's like, right. It's a lot of money that they wasted. Pretty much. So so they, so there's a price that you're paying. So even though you think you're saving money, you're actually not. If you don't get the results, you're actually losing money. It's costing you money. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. So you really have to start looking as, at coaching as not as something you're spending or something that's a cost, but something that is a true investment. And, and I, never tell, I never tell people, even when I'm coaching my, you know, um, when I'm pitching my coaching services, I never tell people to go in debt, um, like on frivolous things. But I always tell people that if you invest into a coach, like what other, name one thing in life that would be better than investing into a coach. What can, pretend, what can give you an ROI? There's nothing else out there that can give you like a proven ROI. So where else are you going to put your money? Like what are your options? You tell me, what are your options uh, for getting to the next level that's not going to cost you something? So for me, like I said, I'm a product of coaching and I have coaches right now that I pay a lot of money each year. So that would kind of be my um, encouragement to people. Don't look at it as a negative. Don't look at it as a spend. Look at it as an investment. Look at something that's going to buy you time. It's going to buy you knowledge. It's going to buy you speed. It's going to buy you networking. And you're going to be able to go to school on somebody else's mistakes. And then on top of all that, you're going to get to, you're still going to learn. There's still going to be mistakes along the way, but they'll be able to help you navigate, pivot out of them. And now you've got somebody to go to so that you don't get overwhelmed by 20 different people's opinions. And in turn, what happens is you become a really good coach in the process by watching your coach coach you. And I always tell people, by the way, if you're into coaching, maybe one day you become a coach and then you can charge for your services, which is going to make you more valuable because people that hire coaches don't hire coaches that don't have coaches themselves. I would never hire a coach if he wasn't investing into another coach himself. So you essentially, the money all comes back. So it's really, you wanted to talk about mindset. Well, there's the mindset. Investing into a coach is only going to help pay you, uh, is only going to put money back in your bank account down the road. And that can even go for fitness people listening to this call too. You know, if, if somebody is an online fitness coach and he's trying to make money on Instagram, pitching his online coaching services, and, and then all of a sudden he makes an announcement that he's working with IFBB pro, you know, insert somebody's name, somebody famous, or I'm working with, you know, PhD, so-and-so does his value go up or does his value go down as a coach? Up. Exactly. It's like, so I, I, because the reason I'm going on here is because I've heard a lot of people come to me and they say, but Vince, if people know I have a coach, they're going to, they're not going to have faith in me. Like, dude, I don't have faith in you if you don't have a coach. 
Right. <laughs> like, yeah. why would I want to learn from you if you're who's 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 uh, speaking into your life? So, hiring a coach doesn't de- diminish your value; it enhances your value. So, so I, 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 as you can see, we could go on for a while here, yeah. but those would be my thoughts for people who are like contemplating this and and need to kick off the fence. Well, that's it. And that's it from a business standpoint. It's it from a, you know, maybe it's, maybe that's it from a a marriage, you know, counseling standpoint, if you need work in your marriage, maybe it's Mm. um, finding more purpose in your life. And Mm. it's certainly from uh, a weight loss or muscle building standpoint is like, why waste your time scouring numerous thousands of web pages with people having conflicting opinions when, mm-hmm. you know, I just wrote an article about this, but it, it's like a 60, the weight loss industry is like a $60 billion industry and everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie, justifiably so, but wow. everyone has their own opinions. Everyone's a keyboard warrior. Mm-hmm. And so for the, for, for the average person that has no clue about nutrition or fitness to, to yeah. think that they can go online and get the tools that they need to be successful is slim to none. And what they're going to do is they're going to waste their time. They're going to waste their money. Um, and they're probably going to waste other people's time and money as well. And so why not find someone that you resonate with that gets you, that works with people like you and that, you know, gets good results and hire them if it is a priority to you, because yeah. like your analogy, think how much time and energy they're wasting just putzing around. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think, and then there's one other point to that is not only are you basically getting a roadmap, right? But likely you're also creating a community and the value of community, I mean, maybe you can talk to the value of community from what you've seen from the, the coaching groups that you've been in, um, and but also like the coaching groups that you have created around not only your business, but also your, um, your you know, muscle building workshops yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So you're really creating a band of brothers. You know, you're really creating a team to go to battle with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it really is a challenge to achieve anything in, in your life. So to attempt to go to loan, you know, you know, that whole story of, uh, the lone wolf, you know, when winter comes, the, uh, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Mm-hmm. Such a great quote. Thanks from Game of Thrones, <laughs> Arya, Arya, <laughs> Arya, or Stark. Uh, but it's so much truth to that. So, a, a couple reasons why the coaching, uh, the community, is so so important. Because two 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 reasons. One, we don't think big enough, right? We always think too small, right? And, and a community is going to get you to force is going to force you to, to think bigger, all right? A, for, a community is going to get you to address your self limiting beliefs. And the community is going to challenge you and they're going to expand your mind. And they're going to say, you know, why just, why, why just get your pro card this year? Why don't you go for the cover of men's health? What? Well, I mean, what, why not? Like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I could maybe find a photographer in Vegas that weekend when I'm down there competing and maybe I could just line that. Yeah. Or yeah. Why don't you contact the photographer that's down there the day after your show and try and get the cover on men's fitness? Yeah. So a community is going to quickly get you to think bigger, way bigger than you're currently thinking. 
And, um, you know, I went out to Empire Mastermind recently with the goal to get my continuity program to 5,000 people by the end of the year. And, and Craig and, and Bedros uh, both gave me a blank stare and they said, Vince, this isn't the business building mastermind. This is the empire building mastermind. Let's talk about how to get this coaching program to um, get this newsletter to 50,000 people a month. Uh, yeah. What? Right. How? So a coach is going to quickly, we all have a glass ceiling and we all kind of have like what's possible in our mind. So the community is going to quickly get you to uh, remove that, um, expand that so that there's like room to grow, grow. And they're going to start like, Oh wow, no kidding. That actually wouldn't be much harder than what I was planning on doing. I just have to do it in a different way. So they're going to get you not only to, well, first they're going to get you to think different and then they're going to help you act different. And that's what a good community is going to do. Uh, the second thing a good community is going to do is that they're going to increase your expectancy. So they're going to help you see what's actually possible. And, you know, we have a guy just this morning, um, a, a guy in the mastermind and he, um, and he's been talking about his goals of launching his product. And he just gave us an update. This update's mind blowing. This guy has run his first Facebook ads campaign and he was, you know, dropping all the metrics, his cost per click and his ROI and his spend and what he made back. And there's been some other guys in the group who joined before him and they're like, posting questions like, Oh, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And, and you know, these guys are maybe thinking about like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work for me. Oh man, I, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And they're maybe on the verge of quitting or giving up. And then of all of a sudden a guy that started after them comes in who's younger, who has just as many excuses, distractions, reasons for not being successful as the other guy. And he just posts this amazing report on this breakthrough in his business. And then everybody else in the group is like, wow, I can do this. I can do this. So again, it's so important to be around people that are doing what you want to do so that you're, that you truly do like expect that this outcome can happen. And if I told you, Hey, we're going to go achieve this. And you're like, eh, nah, I don't think that's going to actually happen. You're not going to take any action because you just don't believe it's going to happen. It's like, yeah, you're, you want to do this. Yeah. We'll just, that's cool. But so expectancy is huge. So we need, we need to have bigger ambition and we need to have expectancy. And those are two things that you can't put a price on when you're inside a group um, that is doing everything you want to do. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I talk about it a fair amount on the show, but just the value of having a community and surrounding yourself with, with like-minded people, but more people that are even think bigger than you. Um, and again, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. It doesn't matter if we're talking about business or specifically if we're talking about weight loss. It's like if you if you hang out with a group of guys and they go to the bar every Sunday and and uh, you know eat burgers and drink beer all day long, and you're trying to lose weight, then you know you're going to get sabotaged. And it's mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a trivial example, but it's that's the nature sure. of the beast. And so you better start surrounding yourself with people that are physically active, that have healthy eating habits, so that you can just basically learn through osmosis, if nothing else, what they're doing to be successful in the same, same trajectory in terms of business. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, Vince, what does it mean to you to live a life by design? Something you, it's something I've heard you say multiple times. Well, first, what's the opposite of living a life of design? It's living a life by default. So you're just kind of letting things happen to you. You know, you're the, you're the nail, 
right? And you're just getting beat down, beat down, beat down, and you become a victim and you just become a product of your surroundings and you don't become the nail and you don't realize that you can dictate uh, what happens. So really living a life by design comes down to having that clarity of vision and then having clarity of path. And then before those uh, two things, even more importantly, is being a leader and being able to lead yourself in the daily disciplines and the daily sacrifices that are required to, to, achieve, to achieve that. So again, we're going to get that clarity of vision. We're going to get that clarity of uh, <clears throat> path. And we're going to start leading ourselves in all the private decisions that are going to, that are going to get that going. And then what we need um, <clears throat> around us is what I call a dream team right? We, we're not going to be able to do this on our own. So we've got kind of already talked about the commute value of the community coaching. And that all just ties into who's on your dream team. Who's on your dream team. And I remember, uh, I learned this whole concept It's actually funny who I learned this from is from Jay Cutler, pro bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading a muscular development magazine where he was talking about after I can't remember how many Mr. Olympias he won, but you know, I don't know, it was a seventh or six, seventh or something you know, set in a record in, in, you know, the world's best bodybuilder contest. And, uh, he, uh, was talking about, he was, he wasn't saying, um, yeah, Jay Cutler won. He said team Cutler won. And, and I love that. I thought that was so cool. And he said, um, I, and the, the interviewer said, who's on team Cutler. And I remember one of the people he mentioned was his hairdresser. And, you know, do you remember Jay Cutler? He had always had, he always had like a Jersey shore haircut, you know, yeah. <laughs> he always uh -huh. had the dye and, and, and he gave credit to his hairdresser for being on team Cutler who helped support his Mr. Olympia win. And most people would have thought that Cutler did it all by himself, you know, just sure. J, J, J. And then he talked about his ART therapist and he talked about his nutritionist. And I just thought that was a beautiful picture of him up on stage and him recognizing the people that stood by his side and helped push him forward. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, if we're going to build a life of design, who's on your dream team and who is helping you architect this, this design. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> You know, finally, you know, the, the accountability piece, right? If, if this is our vision, uh, we have to have accountability in our life to move in that direction so that if we're not moving in that direction, there needs to be consequences, right? There needs to be something at stake. There needs to be some blood in the game and somebody needs to be asking you, so what, what's up? I thought you said, I thought you said you were going to lose 10 pounds this month. Um, why, why are you eating that? You know, you know, <laughs> I thought you said you're going no carbs today. Uh, why, why are you eating that right now? You know, I thought you said uh, you're, you're starting up your new training program. Why, why aren't you going to the gym right now? So we need other people to know about this life of design we're building so that we can have those people speak into our life, not from a make you feel bad standpoint, but just to say, uh, sorry, I'm confused. I thought you said you were doing this. Has, has something changed? No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to put that down or yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to the gym right now. So we need that last piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, you know, I just want to ask you a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up. But, and this is kind of more on the personal side of things, if you don't mind, um, and kind of just man to man, dad to dad, business owner to business owner. But, you know, I see, a lot. Um, I see, you know, some of the things you post on social media, you do Instagram stories, you do a lot of stuff that revolves, you know, that has your family 
mm. um, in your stories and obviously your family is such a significant part of your life, which is mine is as well. Mm. Um, you know, how do you structure your day so that you can be that role model, you know, that you strive to be, which it looks like, you know, you're being and, and kind of make the time with so many different moving pieces going on. It's, I, I feel like it would be easy to get lost in Mm. some of the other avenues. What do you do with your daily structure that Mm. allows you to be as present as you are um, with your family? That's a fantastic question. Thanks, Ben. So um, I think one thing is we have to figure out what we find our value in. And a lot of us, especially men, I'm the first to admit that, you know, for, for many, many years, and even today, I still struggle with this. I find my value in my financial currency, you know, how much I make, mm-hmm. how much I make. And, and when yeah. we define our value in, in that type of currency, then other currencies uh, start to uh, diminish in value in our eyes. And we have to realize there's a lot of things that we can't put, um, you know, a true monetary value on, you know, you can't put a price on, you know, your kid rushing to the front door when you come home or for your kid uh, wanting your full attention and telling you about how her day was and wanting to uh, play with you instead of mommy and she's because she misses daddy and she knows you know she gets something from him so so really we have to first kind of define what our values are so when we get clarity on that i'm not like my identity isn't in how much i make my identity is in how good of a father i am how good of a husband i am and when we start to uh, measure our identity according to higher standards higher standards. If you have a faith, maybe they're God's standards. Uh, maybe they're just personal standards that you've set that uh, you've said, these are the standards that I'm going to live by and that I want to be known for. And if we're getting really real, you know, the last I checked, uh, we have a hundred percent death rate. <laughs> right. well, we're all going to die one day. And that's a bit of a gut check. Uh, we still have a 100% death rate. That is one stat that hasn't got skewed. <laughs> so on understanding on, on the, the day that we're, <clears throat> that we pass away, wherever we pass away, you know, hopefully one, your family's by your side. And I can tell you right now, I suspect they're not going to be talking about how much money you made during that right. launch. And they're going to talk about how good of a dad you were. They're going to talk about how just awesome of a person you were and, and how much they miss hanging out with you because you were present and because you made them laugh and how you made them feel. So at the end of the day, we can't bring our bank account, you know, into the casket. Yeah. You know, it's a trophy that collects dust very quickly, uh, if you will. So, so once we get clarity on that, the structuring of day now becomes a little less like frictionless because we know that we, I'm not comparing myself to the guy that's had four divorces. I'm not comparing myself to the guy that's making way more money to me, way more money than me, but his, his, his kids don't want anything to do with him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not like, because I was like, yeah, he's got that, but like, I don't want anything else that came with that package. So that's why I talked about at the start, looking for men that represent a true trade up. So in terms of, um, you know, our, my structure, I can tell you really quickly. And one of the things is I get my workout in very early. So I used to kind of wake up when I wanted, 
Uh, now, uh, whether I stay up late or get to bed at a good time, my alarm goes off at 5.30 so that I can get to the gym for 6, so that I can get my workout in. I don't like being rushed when I work out. And to be honest, I like taking my time when I work out, you know, sneaking in a bit of social media, uh, checking my email even while I'm training and doing a couple quick things. I like doing that. That's a part of my morning, having my pre-workout. I don't like being rushed. I like to listen to my worship music a bit in the car before I go into train. So I have to go to bed early, but but Flavia needs me home at 8 a.m. because she wants my help between 8 a.m. and 8.45 before she takes the kids to school. Yeah. And there's been a bit of friction there uh, for us because sometimes I'll come home at 8 a.m. and they're still sleeping. And then I'll get upset. I'm like, Why'd you, why don't, what's, this is stupid. Like I could have, I, I cut my workout short to come home and you guys are all upstairs. You guys, you don't, you don't even need my help right now. And, and it's like, that's not the issue, fella. The issue is that she just wants to know that you care and that you're a present father. And so I have to be home at 8 a.m. So that's, well, that's one thing. So I'm there from 8 a.m. to 8.45. I spend time with the family. I help make some breakfast. I empty the dishwasher. And then at 8.45, it, you know, it's like now she's like shoving me out. Like, go work. Go, make, right. go, go do what you got to do. But I can't spend three hours at the gym, come home late, and then grab a shake and then rush downstairs and have her do the whole morning by herself. Right. So, so that's one, one piece of, I guess, sacrifice, if you will. Um, and then I end my days at 4.30. So I work Monday to Fridays. And then at 4.30, I, I do my best to disconnect, to leave the phone downstairs, to come upstairs and try and be present. You know, I do my best. I, I'm definitely a work in progress there. So, yeah. um, And then try and shut down around 8, 8.30. And then we have a, you know, five and I try and talk, uh, you know, touch base on how the day went. And hopefully maybe just catch up and reconnect, figure out, you know, what's going on with the budget, you know, what's going on with our schedule this week um, and just what's going on in your life. How was your day, honey? And to just express interest and to maintain that friendship there. So it really is ensuring that, you know, if, if I'm there in the morning time, if I'm there between four 30 and eight 30, I help put the kids to bed. I help bath them. I read their stories and have time for my wife then she has my blessing. Uh, she, she gives me her blessing to like go work throughout the day. And if I need to take a four or five day trip to Vegas, she's like, yeah, go. That's fine. I know you're going to go make the most of that. And if some days I'm, I'm like, hey, you mind if I, um, you mind putting the kids to bed tonight? I, I really like, I got to get some emails out tonight. I'm behind yeah. on it. She's like, yeah, no problem. But it, it, that's just like maybe the way I would describe it is that's just the, um, the temperature every once in a while. But that's not the climate. The climate of our family is structured around family first, um, you know, God first, family second, um, Flavia and I second, and then the kids third, and then everything else comes after that. And as long as we just maintain those priorities, uh, then then we're okay. Um, you know, obviously there's always issues. There's always things sure. we're, we're always working. There's always something going. You know, always an issue. But um, but we're on the same page in terms of like we're going to get centered quickly because we both know what's important. So having that structure uh, really does help us um, maintain a healthy climate. And, um, you know, I don't work weekends anymore. That was like, to be honest, that took like, like honest, honestly, it probably took almost a year to get used to. Can you imagine how, you know, working for almost like seven, eight years on weekends. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can't work. Yes, weekends. yes I can. What am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do Sunday afternoon? Like, what am I going to do Sunday evening? That's when I like to jump on and get a jump start on the week. I just have to relax. Yeah. That's 
that's like boring. Like I don't want to just sit around, not do anything. And, um, well, you know, if God, family, and your wife is important to you, then you're going to have to start making some changes. And then that structure that feels like, off, oh, resistive, feels tough. You're going to be able to manage it because you're not like finding your identity into the things that are pulling you yeah. in other directions. No, man, that's really helpful. I mean, it's really helpful for me. It's something I continually struggle with. Um, and, and I, I'm assuming it's helpful for some of our listeners as well, mm. but you know, just being an entrepreneur and, and kind of just being in the trenches all day, every day. And, and, you know, with your mind constantly going and feeling like there's so many different things or so many mm. things that you have to do, but, but that just brings us back to the ability to focus and prioritize and be very mm. clear about, and that's something that has worked very well for me as of late is, is just having those kind of big needle movers, one or two or three things that I absolutely must get done for the day. And once those are done, um, then it's been a good day and kind of accepting that and not feeling like we have to keep going and keep grinding and keep, you know, hashtag hustling and all this bullshit, (laughs) right. Around around what it means to be a business owner, what it means to be a man and, and all of those types of things. So I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know that for, for both men and women, um, whether, you know, they stay at home or whether they, you know, work full time, it's, it's still an issue with all of the distractions that we have. So, um, that's good stuff. Anyways. All right, man. Well, listen, I know your time's valuable, so I'm going to let you, uh, let you go, but I appreciate everything. I appreciate your wisdom. Vince, where can people find out more about you? I would say if they're looking for fitness videos, I would go to YouTube. Uh, we upload, uh, you know, a lot of, got a lot of fitness videos there. If they're looking for more like conversations like you and I just had, I would definitely uh, listen to the uh, Vince Delmonte podcast show. And, um, if uh, you just need daily inspiration, Instagram, try to be pretty active on there too. So it's all just my handle, Vince Del Monte. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, listen, thanks again. Um, I appreciate you and uh, everything that you're putting out there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, to connecting again soon and, and don't hesitate to let me know how I can support you, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for having me on, Ben. All right, buddy. You take care. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Vince Del Monte. Make sure to check out the show notes over at bslnutrition.com slash episode 32. And make sure to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes so that we can help more people make smart nutrition simple. This episode was brought to you by BSL Nutrition and the Complete Essentials All-in-One Training Drink. If you've been looking for a comprehensive workout supplement that can help support great energy both in and around your workouts as well as reduce muscle soreness naturally without all the caffeine and artificial sweeteners, then head over to bslnutritionshop.com and type in podcast at checkout for 15% off your first purchase of either grape and or lemon lime.